0: Thank you for downloading "Fearless in Devotion," a podcast all about Wrexham AFC.
1: Here they come, the mighty champions! Raise your voices
0: to the anthem, marching with the mighty. Price on altar, fearless in devotion. Uh, We're all a bit more subdued than we were about 24 hours ago after, as Andy Gilpin said on BBC Radio Wales Breakfast uh, this morning, uh, we have done a Wrexham and we have once again, uh, two weeks in a row, missed a guilt-edged opportunity to pile further pressure on Stockport. Andy and Tim, you were both there. Uh, Andy, when you go first, that was that was a, Sucker punch, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, but come on. If you'd have said a couple of months ago, you'll need to go to Boram You'll need to get something, uh, and you'll get a draw. You'd be happy with that. And I'll, I'll be honest. In the first half, they they were they were national. I know we said doing a Rex and there's a couple of other things. One is doing a national league, and they were national leaguing us. And you know they hit the they hit the post twice. Um, I thought. I thought it was going to be a very very long afternoon. They went down to ten, and we really we we got the space that we we needed, and we started playing. You know, Mullin scored a great goal. Um, the little sort of triangle between him, Hosanna, and and you know down the right side that was working. And I could only ever see that game going one one way. I, it's just unfortunate that Boreham were letting us come on come on to them a little bit. I think they were playing the rope-a-dope and in the last 10 minutes, they really stepped it up. They started doing the long balls, turning our defenders, putting pressure on, putting pressure on and in the end, they got a penalty. It's, you know, it it was a penalty. It was a well-struck penalty. We've come away with a one-all draw. I mean, yeah, okay, it was a chance for us to, to make a bit of, you know, to keep the pressure on Stockport but it's not the end of the world. We are still in this and it's a massive game on Sunday now.
0: Yeah, Tim, do we need a bit of perspective here? Because, I mean, I, I feel like there's been a lot of, as always, overreaction and people are very upset. We were all obviously absolutely gutted watching that penalty go in. I think there was more than a thousand of us there, wasn't there? Um, and obviously everyone listening on the radio as well. But if you'd have said to us in November that it's still have to play for with three games to go and we are sort of second, I think people would have been amazed. So the run we've been on has been pretty, pretty spectacular, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean we've got to try and stick with the half glass full narrative because of the incoming guests we've got coming on, if nothing else. So we'll go with a half glass full narrative, but I mean, ultimately Bournemouth took four points off the top two over that weekend. So they are no mugs. they are no mugs. Yes, they did us a favor. Then they did Stockport a favor. Um, so that they're the main protagonists in this, in this title sort of challenge, if you like, at, at this juncture. So like Andy said, that they're they're just a bunch of bruisers that slow the game down all the time. Even they they even came, as you said, they they came up with the second half slow and cumbersome out of the changing room. So you kind of knew what to expect. I, I was just it was just frustrating because of the amount of chances we had second half and the amount of keepers that the amount of keepers, the amount of saves their keeper made. Really good, just just to force the issue a little bit more. Too indecisive in the final ball. Which is unusual for us. It's unusual. Palmer had an off day. Very unusual. Probably his worst game since he's since he's been with us. So if you if you throw all that in the mix and you still come away with a draw and you play pretty poorly, then you have to say, okay, fair enough. We'll take that. You know, we deserved. We probably deserved to win it, but it is what it is. So onwards and upwards into what is going to be um, a hell of a a hell of a final few games.
0: Yes, and I mean it. Suddenly, just becomes even bigger. And if you look at if we're, if we're doing glass half full, Tim, and I suppose you could say we've gained the point over stock, over over the bank holiday weekend, which it's we have, we're we're better off than we were before Saturday's game.
3: Yes. So, as it's going
0: it's,
1: it's, it's to be a draw, isn't it? You know, they <laughs> they've they won one against us this season. We beat them in the trophy, so it's going to be a draw, and yeah. that that'll be that'll seat them perfectly. It's no use to us whatsoever, and. Um, but it's a weird one we just don't want to lose it we want to win it obviously draws no good to us but in the grand scheme of things if that was to happen i
2: know i mean for me that boring wood result has just cleared our mind we have to go all out on this on sunday now there's no sort of there's no sort of going one up and sort of going oh should we try and hold the lead or anything no nah, no nah, it's it's crystal clear now we need to go for this for a win we need to try and if we're going to win we need to put a few past them to get the goal difference down we need to do everything that we can possibly do to take this season as far as it will go for me Boreham Wood has made things crystal clear and simple we need to go out we need to really take it to Stockport 90 minutes the crowd completely behind us and we need to take it if we're going to win by a couple of goals you'll be the first minute now you've said that <laughs>
0: And there's that Andy Gilpin rallying cry, uh, Tim. We've got we've got a Stockport uh, perspective on the podcast this week, haven't we?
1: We have. We've got our our main man from from previous pods gone by, and when, when we've crossed swords many times this season. So Russ from the Scarf Begara War Stockport Premium Podcast, he he is joining us now. Um, to be, he's doing quite well. Um, to to not have the full Cheshire Cat smugness grin, he's trying to, He's trying to hold it back. But I'll bring him in, Russ. Uh, um, where's your confidence factor at on a on a scale of one to ten going into uh, into Sunday? Oh,
3: that's a good question. Um, probably a six or a seven, I would say. Which which before <laughs> honestly before the before the bank holiday weekend, I mean. Regular listeners to my show will know that I'm I'm the most nervous person, you know, at the club almost, and I was at a two-hour three before the bank holiday weekend, so it has shot up. I've got to say,
1: is is that is that born out of the fact that you've had this wobble? And I mean, I, I didn't see the Chesterfield game. Was it more than a one niller Or was it that sort of squeaky bum we just managed to get over the line? Job.
3: It was. It was just about a one niller So we completely dominated in the first half and then they came out in the second half, which is understandable, but we defended well, so um, there was a couple of chances that they had. They, they missed an open net, actually. It's a bit like Sars did at your place. Um, not too dissimilar to that, um, but, you know, you've got to put them in. Uh, but apart from that, they didn't really... They tested Ben Hitchlip once in the second half, so, yeah, just about edged it and we've come away feeling really confident after that because we've got Sars back now, Sarsavic, Um And he really was the catalyst for our blip when he got sent off at Grimsby. Right. Okay.
1: So massive, massive thing having him back ahead of ahead of Sunday. I mean, I remember your your bearded sidekick, Nick. Um, I can't remember which part it was on, but I remember him confidently saying, when I, without even having to think about it, he said, we'll win the league by about nine points. That's what he said. I think you still can. But then compared to now, I mean... Not that I'm asking for you to give Rex some credit. I think it's pretty obvious what's happened is that you know we've we've drawn the gap in somewhat from 11, 12 points to you know three as it stands at the moment. I'm guessing that was never on the cards for you. Did that never enter your mind because because of that run that you had been on? Is it 20, 22, whatever it was? You know, most of those wins, it just didn't look like the wheels were going to fall off, and all of a sudden there's a little bit of oh, okay, there are. Uh, they're going to try and make it interesting.
3: Yeah, there's a couple of things there. So Nick, Nick's like the guy out of the Fast Show that always agrees with everybody in the pub. I don't know if you've <laughs> seen that. <laughs> so if, if we're ten points clear, he'll say, "Yeah, we're going to win it." And then if we're half, if we're one 0 down at half time, he'll say, "We're going to lose." You know, we, we're going to we're going to overtake us. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't draw too much into that. Um So one of your fans posted a, a video of the. Have you seen Cars the film? Yeah. Uh, where the you know the the race at the end where Lightning McQueen's like miles ahead and his and his wheels start popping. <laughs> Have you seen that?
0: Oh yeah, like, I saw this
3: video actually that the
0: that fan had put up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: So that's done the rounds, so and we we're all laughing at the time. But I mean, that's a great piece of forward thinking because that's kind of what's happening in it Um up until obviously yesterday, which which I think we've I think we're in the box seat now. So I I've always been really really nervous because I knew looking at because I'm a bit of a, a stat voyeur. Uh, looking at the home and away fixtures that we had and the ones that we had to come, you know, in these last four or five games, we've done the double on nearly every team in the bottom half of the table, apart from Barnett at home, which Russ got his, you know, lost his job at four above that. We've not been great. So I was expecting it to be, I, you know, over, over the course of a season, I wasn't expecting to be still 10, 12, whatever it was, points to I knew it would reduce. And, I know, I know you've you've tweeted a few times, Tim. You know, even if even if you make us a tiny bit sort of squeaky bum, then it's worked. And if it's me we're talking about, it's definitely worked. Cause I've been I've been honestly shitting myself for the past like four weeks. <laughs> well, you know what? The um
0: I remember I said during the podcast we did just after we beat you in the FA trophy that before we beat you. Um, I was ninety. I think I was ninety-five percent confident you were going to win the league. And after we beat you, I was like, it's ninety percent now. I mean, all I thought in that jo- in that game was we have somehow got to disrupt Stockport momentum. And I'm I'm assuming that's what Parkinson said. He's like, look, if we can get a win here, it doesn't count in the league, but you might just knock them off their stride and remind them that we're a quality side and we're right behind them. And that obviously worked because you guys have had a wobble since then. Um, obviously, you have played higher-calibre opposition, so you can't put it all down to that. But I think. In terms of Wrexham, have done almost all they could do, and we were bound to. It was a big ask to ask us to win every game. Um, and the irony is, is I think that I think it might have been Andy or Tim who said this. He was like, realistically, we're not going to win all our games, but neither are Stockport. Mm-hmm. It's just who who can we sort of um, win enough to get us over the line, and it, it's looking unlikely now. But as I say, win on win on Sunday, and it goes down to the final day, no matter what, doesn't it? Well, not if you win the game in hand. Does it not still? Yes, it does, because there'll be three points ahead of us. No, am I wrong? No,
3: no. If if you win, if, if you beat us, then we'll be on equal points, and then we've got two games left. You've got one.
0: Yeah, but it's, sorry, sorry. What, what, yeah, but it still goes out to the final day, doesn't it? Because if you beat Torquay midweek, you're three points ahead of us, but you could you could lose to Halifax and we could win.
3: Yeah, but you've got to be some sort of goal swing for that, though, hasn't it?
0: Not that much. If we beat you two 0 I think the goals isn't the goal difference equal. So then no, you're I winning. think they're
2: plus, they're plus four. I thought it's Yeah, four.
0: so that, that goes two down for them, two up for us, four. I don't
2: know, it's all a
0: little bit
1: weird. should mm. mentioned you mention this, that if we win on 2-0 on Sunday, we go top? Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, we do, because it's a four-goal turnaround and we've scored more goals. Okay. Four goals doesn't mean you need to score four. If you're playing the opposition, you need to score two.
3: But if we win on Sunday, we won the league.
0: Oh, exactly. If
3: it no. took it wrong... <laughs>
2: Well, I'm just, oh, I'm just really, trying to... I, okay, I, thanks for that, Russ. Bring
1: it, bring it back to that <laughs> down. a bit of balance. We, the, were up, were into that.
0: we were building to that. You know, nice. I, did I, I'm, I'm not sure if I said this on the podcast, but I've had this um, fear all along. Um, well, not all along. For the last couple of weeks that we were going to lose out on the last day in sort of by goal difference or, you know, we've pushed you all the way. And I just... That gives me the heebie-jeebies just because... I think it would be awfully difficult to sort of, uh, that would be very deflating to to push you guys all the way in a mammoth effort to miss out on the title, say by goal difference or by a point after putting in a massive effort. And then suddenly we've got to get ourselves up for the playoffs. Uh, I would almost rather it be over <laughs> sooner, but uh, you can't, obviously we've got to go into Sunday, all guns blazing, but um, it's, I would I would rather obviously be Stockport in this position than, than Wrexham. <laughs>
3: Yeah, because the pressure's on you, isn't it? Really, you like, like you said in your in your intro, you've got to come out and win. You, you know, you've got you've got to do that. We we can almost I would to say sit back, but we can manage the game a bit better, can't we? Uh, on on our own terms, almost. And if you do come out, that's going to leave holes. I would say, obviously, you'll have the you'll have the crowd behind you.
1: Well, yeah, I might have hope so. Um,
2: either way, no, no, going- no we got to have the crowd behind us on this one, haven't we? I mean, come on, this this
3: is this is the. Yeah, the and there's something to be TV. said
0: and there's something to be said for Andy's rallying cry in terms of what happened at Boreham Wood in terms of if we'd have won at Boreham Wood if we'd have held on a draw against Stockport wouldn't have been a disaster um, mm-hmm. as in it would still possibly we could have won the league now we've got to win so in terms of uh, simplifying the situation it's like right well we've just got to go out all guns blazing and try and win 2-0 I mean that, we've got to win really we've got to win by two goals to, to, to make it last so it, it simplifies it, and it means they've got a very clear goal. Uh, but as you say, the danger with that, obviously, is we're going to have
3: to push, and that's bound to leave holes. Yeah, and I think from our perspective as well. If you, I know, I know you you didn't watch the Chesterfield match, and you've not seen us play Yeovil and things. But after that Grimsby game, when Sars got sent off, we I would not say we collapsed in the second half, but we didn't play well. Then we went into the Solihull game, and they're a bit like Boring Wood, as you said. You know, hackers. You know, anti-football, all that kind of thing. They're definitely not National League uh, teams. Um, so we, we managed to scrape past them, like we did Chesterfield yesterday. Yeovil, we did not play well at all. It was the worst game I've seen us play since Challenor took over. Um, and I said that on our podcast. But yesterday, the first half with Sars back in, and he changed it around the shape a bit, brought some of the, the, the squad players in who, who were fresh. You know, we've got really good squad players that have hardly played. The first half just said to me, "I'm really, really confident that we've got this," and we and we held off Chesterfield, who were no mugs themselves. You know, they're a footballing team. For 45 minutes in the second half, they were shooting at their end. They had six thousand of their fans in the in the gra- in the ground, um, and we 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 managed them quite well. So that that's where my six or seven out of ten confidence is coming from.
1: <sighs> what do you say about that? I mean, I'm just. <sighs> I was, I, was, I was listening to, well, I stumbled across China's post-match comments after the Chesterfield game and he's he banging around about the Wrexham match and he goes, oh, you know, if we go there and win it, then it suits me because I don't live too far. So I'm guessing he lives mm-hmm. chest away or something like that. He can't live two million miles away. Um, so I, th- I, think, I think the confidence is not surprising and it's quite interesting to see that none of that confidence is misplaced because... I was expecting like a, an absolute barrage of of comments tumbling our way after yesterday. I thought we were going to get the uh, the fuck you, Rex, and we're going to get win the league stuff again. I thought it was just just people that screen grabbed various tweets and are right, but it's been none of that. And I think it's just a case of any self-respecting fan now will know right. Okay, we've kind of got like a couple of fingers on on the trophy, but we're not quite there, and. Like there's been that there's been that many twists and turns the last few weeks. Is there maybe one more? Maybe. I mean, it's possible.
3: Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, I'm just I was just looking. Let us just for, for the fun and games, let's just assume that. Oh great, we've won 2-0 on Sunday. Great, we take it to the extra week. Just looking at talkies away for now, it's um it's not great, to be fair. They're they're they win on the wins on the road are few and far between. They're on a decent little run at the moment. They've lost one in eight. They've got Chesterfield on Saturday, which may take something out of them ahead of the game. Ah, uh,
0: I thought Stockport's game was in Torquay. No, at home Oh, right. that's devastating. Oh, right, we've lost. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Edit
1: everything before we yeah.
0: Do you want to start again? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. i stand stand by what I said, though. I've just double-checked. If we win 2-0 on Sunday... We are equal on goal difference. If you go, if you beat Torquay by two goals, all we need to do, all we need is for Halifax to beat you one nil, us to beat Dagenham Redbridge one nil, and the t- and the trophy's ours. So, yeah, it, it, it's going to go down to the final day if we win, no matter what. Unless you, if you guys beat Torquay four 0 then yeah, then that's very hard to imagine. But um, there's still, if we win on Sunday, mathematically either way, it goes down to the last day i don't agree
2: with you reese when you were saying that it's going to take a lot out of us if we if we if it stop pip us i think we didn't expect to be in this position this is a free hit for us and i f- also think if you'll keep taking that good form into the season you've got the week hopefully we'll finish second or third you know you've got the week for the trophy final so there'll be so much build up there just the momentum will keep going with us i think i think the fans will Will press reset in their heads as well. They'll deal with the FA Trophy final, then they'll come back to the playoffs. They'll forget about the league season. the 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 buffer of the FA Trophy will mean the players will as well. And I just think, I think it's a clean slate when we go into the playoffs. But we go into the playoffs with two red hot strikers and a team that's banging form.
1: Right, whoever whoever's put a quid into Andy, put a quid into me as well. I'm 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 feeling the vibe. <laughs> The energy from Gilpin's.
2: No, listen, this is the t- no t- listen, no, t- no, t- no Andy, t- Andy, you, you're right. If we can't do it now. When can yeah. we do it? Exactly. I,
1: I think the reason a lot of people, I think the reason that there's a, there's a little undercurrent of negativity creeping in, is the spectre of that
0: 98 point season. I
1: can guarantee you it to that.
0: That that's um, the only reason, and that's, that's the only team, that's the only reason I was iffy about. What, what What team
1: finishes 98 points and doesn't go up? Wrexham and Liverpool at the time.
2: When but they- but the ninety-eight point season, we knew we weren't going to win a league, and what we did, we started resting players, and that had the adverse effect. I'm just saying we won't do it this time because we've got a trophy as the buffer.
0: No, you're absolutely right, and and I think that the the only reason I say it is for that exact reason. It is a mental hangover that I've got from the last fifteen years where we have gone into the. Um, Someone just saw. Someone walked behind Andy, there, and I hope lives with you, Andy, because they were—they looked extremely nefarious with the hood up and covering their face from the screen.
2: I mean, the the, the burglars in down <laughs> here. If burglars. you need to go,
0: if you need to go and get your baseball bat, just crack on. Just put yourself on mute. She's already naked. Yeah, <laughs> what I was saying was. Um, I, I, I ju- what what what's frustrating is that is when it's the usual suspects, shall we say, being very negative, who are the people who are in November calling for Parkinson to go. And it's like not understanding what an achievement has been and what a run we've been on since late November, early December, and in particular since about February, where we've really turned it around and have pushed it all the way. And I think um, you know, the way that our team is set up and the strike force in particular. And Davis, you know, there's so many goals in our team. We're not, we're not the same team that we've been in previous playoff um, playoffs. Anyway, so hopefully with that monkey, that monkey will be off our back. But it, you know, I just, it just makes me nervous. Can I, um, can I ask your perspective
1: on on this, Russ? Um, it's something that gets thrown about quite often, justified or not. I'm curious to, to see what what you think. But when people say, "Oh, well, you know," Worst case for Wrexham, if it doesn't happen this year, then we can do it next year. And then that's followed by Stockport, about a year or two to, to build this, to build this. Is that is that true? And have you seen that? And, and can you understand that argument? Because obviously we want to do it here and now and not have a 15th season in non-league. But you've been there, you've, you've been on the journey. Those building blocks have put into place. So is, is that is that an argument that does have a lot of justification to
3: it? Uh, yeah, I think it does. I think in our case, but a lot of fans think we're a year behind because we we you know we dicked about with g- sacking Gannon and getting Ruskin, right. so we th- we think we've lost a year. Um, so yeah, there is there is that. We I mean we started January twenty twenty when our investment came in. Um, so we were expecting that we'd be out of this division by now, but we're not. We're here. Um, we're desperate to get out because we know that if we don't get out and you don't get out, we've got the same problem next season, and we've got a bigger problem next season, because Chesterfield, Notts County, uh, Grimsby, Oldham, maybe. I don't know. Well, Oldham and Scunthorpe are coming down. It's going to be proper tough. So this is the season to get out of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now you put it like that. Uh, there is a, a, a small matter with the Derby older move, <laughs> like the shittiest shit case scenario to fall back on. Yeah. on.
0: No, I agree with that. The only thing I would say, uh, and this is me being ultra um, sort of grounded maybe, is I would say we will be a side next year. You know, this team has only come together in January. We're still two or three Signings off being a top quality side, I think. But you look at what we've done since January. We've not lost many games. Two is it? I think three, maybe. Um, and we've played some really good football. We scored an awful lot of goals, and that we we will probably sign two, three, four signings in the summer. Some of the quote unquote deadwood might might move on, and 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 I think we will be a real side. So I just. Just want to say that just in case we don't win the playoffs, which is very, very possible and don't win the league. I think we'll be in a very good position. And if you would have offered me when the takeover happened, you'll get out of the national league within two seasons. I'd have absolutely bitten your hand off for that. So, um, but as Andy says, get up for it on Sunday. So I'm trying to be as positive as Andy. I can't do it. Andy say something positive again. I mean,
2: look at this, right. (laughs) Even if if we don't go up, right. Even if we don't go up, um automatically, which, you know, I'd say 70-30 that we won't, but, you know, we've got to give it a go. Even if we don't go out from the promotion, look at the, you know, from the playoffs, look at that team. That team has a great spine to it. Plus, we are missing three of our first choice defenders at the moment, but we're still going for it. You know, we've got two really good strikers, but, you know, we can probably back that up with another few strikers. There will be additions. The owners aren't going away. The backroom team aren't going away. You know that we'll be set up to go again next season, and so why don't we, why don't we ha- treat the playoffs like a free hit? I don't think anyone really expected that we would be at this level so quick, especially at this, where we were at the start of the season. So I just think it's a real opportunity to take the pressure off us a little bit and really have a go at this.
0: I agree. We're ahead of schedule, and I'd imagine you know the same thing applies. Um, we'd be thinking the same thing as you, Russ, in terms of you know uh, Stockport will be a side next year, and I'd imagine you know when when slash if you guys go up, you'll be going you'll be right at the top of league two, and and I'd imagine the building will start straight away for that in the summer.
3: Yes, yeah. I mean, with but we think that the same of you as well. You know, if you if you go up through the playoffs, um, then. <laughs> Then you'll be you'll be you'll be challenging in League Two as well, and we've we've already started that. I've heard rumours that we've already got players lined up waiting. That's what I've heard. Paul so, Mullin. No, you you can keep Paul Paul Mullin. You can keep him. Nah, he's rubbish, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. What's happened to? I was going to ask you what happened to Tom O'Connor, by the way, because he's he's like a League One marquee midfielder, wasn't he? And you have just not seen Are him. You-
0: he was stripped off and ready to come on uh, for the last four minutes on uh, on yesterday, uh, but then uh, they went and equalised, so we had to go and bring a
2: striker on. So, um,
0: but he's, he's he came on, didn't he, on Saturday for the first time in
2: a in a long time, Tim? Yeah, he, he came on at Weymouth actually, and he was decent. Yeah. decent. Sorry, I mean, I'll just sort
1: of It's weird because we, ever since we signed him, we haven't really seen much of him. I think he started mostly in a couple of away games. And then we had that massive run of seven home games in a row for which he was out injured for all of them. Um, so we haven't really, we haven't seen enough of him to sort of make an informed opinion. He's obviously come with with a decent CV and, and people speak highly of him. But we don't know. I mean, people have been saying, well, you know, I think there's fresh legs are needed and fresh minds, which is just as important. But then who do you drop? You definitely don't drop, drop Davis because of the goals he gets you. Um, James Jones has been really good for us. And then you're then faced with with dropping your captain, in Luke Young. So I I I don't see him making that change. I, th- I think O'Connor will get will get more game time on Sunday, a lot more than what he had the other day. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's, it's a weird signing. It's 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 one of those where, you know, it it feels like we've maybe got a new player. For this final run in stroke for next season, because we've just not seen enough and we don't really know enough about what he can do because he hasn't impacted he's had long enough to impact the game yet, really. So it'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, more intense than a marquee signing at the moment, I'm afraid. Um, I know you gotta go Russ, but i just sort of quickly um aim this one at you. Uh what what do you make of 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 the rivalry now between Rex and Stockport? Do you think this is has kind of solidified it as as something that 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 is going to be fierce and competitive going forward because we kind of missed each other you know when when we when we stayed then you dropped to, to National League North and then we've just been waiting around treading water for you to come back in and then it, it just I I think I think any any fan worth their salt will know that both teams it's the top top two teams in that division by a mile is clear to see and I think I think we've all said it I think that rivalry is going to be on and on and on through various divisions. Fingers crossed in years to come.
3: Yeah, totally agree with that. We did a we did a full feature on who are our rivals <laughs> uh, on a podcast uh, weeks ago when Wrexham came out top. Just based on how often we play each other now, um, geographically as well, size of clubs, investment. You know, we've both got, in, got investment at the same time, so we're going to be going toe to toe. Yeah. It's good because we've, we, we, you've got, you see, we're really jealous of you in a way because you've got Chester, you both hate each other, don't you? Like with a passion. We've got nobody to hate us. We, 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 we go around asking teams to hate us. Um, Man City seems to still you hate you a, lot, you a bit, don't they? You. Yeah, Man City do, but I mean, we, we, we can't really call that because I mean, look at them. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. So it's a bit weird that they're still sort of bothered by you, really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's them for you and it? it's just weirdos mate honestly <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of weirdos um but yeah so we we we, we quite like it really that that it, there's there's been a bit of rivalry created between us and i think it'd be good i think it'd be, be good to do because we, we certainly don't get it chester aren't coming up anytime soon any so you know
0: i was gonna say it's 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 nice to have a proper rivalry isn't it because i i would say without getting to um hashtag rugby values about it that it's a uh it's a rivalry that's also based on kind of a mutual respect for what both clubs have been through. And that really, I think we'd, we'd all like this game to be taking place in the championship in about six years time. Who knows?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's and that, like I said, like I you know, mentioned before. So yeah, mutual respect, size of clubs, investment, what we've been through, where we are now, all those things lend itself and how close we are all lend itself to building a decent rivalry. Um, and it will be good. You travel in numbers, we travel in numbers. It's just, yeah, the only difference is you play in red and we play in blue. Oh, and you're Welsh and we're English. But that's, you know, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's good. I I really like it. I really like what we're doing. Um, and if you if you ask a lot of county fans as well, and I don't want to get too, like, I don't want to get, I don't want to blow smoke too much up your asses. But if you ask a lot of county fans, they will say, because of what you've been through, they see you as a proper football, football league club, then, they want to see you go up, but not at the expense of us, obviously. No, <laughs> um, oh, of course. If they were gonna if they were gonna bat, you know, bat for anybody, they'd want Wrexham to come up. A lot, a lot of county fans say that. Obviously, you get you get the odd that say don't care and all the usual expletives come out, but a lot of them do say um they want to see you back in the football league. Well, let's hope we can have a
0: podcast in a couple of weeks eh, where we've both been promoted. We'll have to do a celebration one where we listen to this one back and laugh.
3: <laughs> that'd be good yeah let's do that
0: <laughs> yeah thanks so much for your time russ really appreciate it no problem thanks, thanks for having me on, me on. Cheers.
1: cheers and enjoy your day and am are going to wish you good luck. but enjoy your day on yes i will cheers. cheers
3: and you see you later cheers bye
1: absolutely no way there's absolutely no reason why we can't beat you 2 we did it in the trophy final left it late on but I think this is a completely different dynamic to this one completely different big game atmosphere big game feel it's going to be nervous as hell and it's all going to be it's all going to come down to big moments and big big game players win those games and we've got big game players
2: you know what I'm chill I'm, I'm the most chill I've been all season yeah. for the simple reason that I don't think that team was was performing particularly well at the start of the season. It certainly wasn't up, up until around Christmas time. And I was worried. I was thinking we're going to sneak into the playoffs and, you know, there's a good chance we might not go up. But now we have a team that is performing. We have threats all across the pitch. Yeah, we've lost a few defenders, but we still have Jordan Davis, 20 goals from midfield. Paul Mullin. You know he's the top scorer in the division. Palmer's come in, yeah. He didn't have a great game against Boreham Wood, but he's been the catalyst for a lot of this change. I absolutely, I've got more confidence than I've had for the rest of the season. And if we don't, if we can't do it automatically, I'm sure we're going to do it through the, by the playoffs. But the but the thing is, I'm sorry, I know you want to come in, Reese. But the thing is, even if we don't do it through the, through the playoffs, this team. Is ready to go and we could have the best season we've ever had next season if we if we don't go up. Yep.
0: Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. The there's a really, really strong spine, as I was saying there to Russ, a couple of sign in the right places, and this is a this is a I, I can't see a better team on paper. Um but and as well, as you say, I'm inclined to agree with you, Andy, in terms of I'm feeling a little bit more relaxed perversely than if we'd won on uh, Monday against Wood because all of a sudden, nervy. that's nervy. nervy yeah, I would much rather. Nerfed. It's much easier being the chaser than the chased. And I think, you know, Stockport would still be favourites, even if we beat Boreham Wood. But suddenly, we are, we've are we actually got a golden opportunity to beat them on Sunday. Now it's, you know, Stockport, I would you said 70 30, Andy. I would say it's more 90 10. You know, I would say Stockport, the ball is firmly in their court. Uh, all they've got to do is not lose twice, and they've won the league, uh, essentially. Uh, and you know the pressure's all on them, so he's got to go out there and give it what we got. But were there any other reactions? Anyone wanted to say about the boreham Wood game? I mean, I don't really want to dwell on it too much. No. I mean, can I just
2: say that Tyler French has come in, and I know he's given away the penalty, but the lads done really well since he's come in. Yes, and, and he played well as well. Yeah, he did. And I, at Weymouth, at Weymouth, I would have said he was man of the match, and to come into that team cold and play two two positions and do quite well. Yeah. You know, uh, that's not, we, there should be no blame attached to him. And I don't no, think there no. is really, No, but but it was a rash challenge. We forget about it. It happens. People make mistakes.
0: It was it was rash. But the only thing I was thinking earlier as well was because people were like, oh, he dived in un- unnecessarily. And it was rash. But you got to remember the context of the game at the time. Boreham would have just missed about two sitters. Like, you know, the goal was coming essentially. We, we had, we, for whatever reason, they were getting, we'd sat back and they were getting purchased through these long balls. Bowden had hit a free header directly at Dibble from about three yards out and they'd missed another free header that went wide. I could see why he was in a rush to get over there to try and snuffle that out uh, when it went out the side of the box. So, you know, things happen in football. You know, it, it's happened. We move on. We give him a full backing on, uh, on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I think he's been great. Since he's obviously man of the match against South End. And you know, every time he got the ball, he was commanding in the in the first in the exchange against Bournemouth. Like, oh yeah, Tyler. Oh, Tyler. Now at the end it was, oh, Tyler. But it's one of those things. I mean, you know, R- Russia blood from Jamal Fife, he gets sent off. Russia blood from French concedes penalty. That's football. It happens. It doesn't happen often, but it's happened. And but he'll
0: play again and he, he needs our support. Yeah, and he obviously massively cared as well because he got subbed straight after for Jake Hyde, and you, I saw him um, slam his boots onto the ground, and he was banging against the subs bench. So you know he, he cares as much as us, uh, as much as we do, and as I think we've remarked on this podcast previously, it's very obvious that this team cares and they fight to the end. So the very least that we can do is uh, is shout to the end.
1: right so also on this week's podcast we have decided to uh chuck in a few of your viewers stroke readers comments and earlier this week we asked um if there was one particular standout moment for you over the course of the season because you've had so many some great goals a certain uh, visit to uh, to the area by some certain owners etc etc so we've had quite quite a few replies so i'm just going to read a few of them out a lot of them, no surprise, said, said the Dover game. Um, Gary hedley Brunton, very posh name, Gary, um, said he's still not calmed down after that winning goal. Joe Edwards, Chesterfield away. The result would sent a message out that we were serious and started the run. So, yeah, lots for Dover. There was quite a few for Halifax away as well when Mullin scored late on. Ben Williams said "Reese Hall Johnson winner versus Wheelstone for me a match we were destined to lose or so I thought the most mental celebration I've, I've done in years I think that's when the uh, the wall crumbled as well or the uh, the away end we Wheelstone definitely fell apart um, Paul Williams said today as in the South End game taking my four year old to, to his first ever game great stuff enjoyed it uh, what else have we got of, again so many people saying, saying the Dover game The good one for this was uh, Craig Jones, so many but the moment for me has to be Mullins' goal against Stockport, the tackle, the pass, the finish, all in injury time against our biggest rivals and in front of Ryan Reynolds, that is something I'll remember for a long time. Uh, Matthew Evans, Halifax at home, got out of the car park, into the uni, walked towards the ground, the buzz around the ground, the the crackle of excitement from everyone and the sheer number of people there was a memory I'll never forget, it's been a few years since it was like that. And um, there's also one from Jeff Lang. He says, "Not sure if it's meeting Andy Gilpin or having Bento's mum sat on my knee, accompanied by said picture. Not Andy on his knee, but Bento's
2: mum." Oh, I would have sat on his knee. <laughs>
1: yeah, there you go, Jeff. Next time you're in the uh, in sort of Andy's neck of the woods, make sure you ask him.
2: From, uh, yeah, I met him in the um, in the John Gregory in Weymouth. Okay. Imagine naming a pub after the former Aston Villa.
1: <laughs> I did see that. That was that was pretty quality. Um, Jonah Devitt, lean up to, the lead up to signing Mullen. Uh, we all thought it would be Quigley, and then he went to Stockport, then we signed Hyde, and out of nowhere, bam, Super Paul Mullen signs. On a personal note, taking my son to a load of games has been amazing, even if he only likes the long throws. Uh, I'll do a few more. Mark Griffiths, the McElindan challenge to set up the counter-attack for the first goal against Stockport. Um, it's a psychological blow to them, proven by their dip in form since. Um, and I think I've got to do a few about Chesterfield as well, as well. Santay and Stuart Harris both said Chesterfield away best away atmosphere um, yeah and you can't really top that, really. that that was a quality one I think out of those as well um, I'll just allude to what a couple of people have said even when coming back from Boring Wood yesterday stopped at the services and the amount of like Wrexham fans there with their young children loads of young children like full, fully kitted out in the TikTok shirts and it's just nice to see. It's nice that you know we, we've we've grabbed the current generation. We've, we've we've enticed a lot of old fans back to the to the racecourse. We've enticed a lot of new fans to the race course. And then we're seeing the the domino effect of that, and seeing these families and the next generation getting bitten by this bug as well. So there you go. More positivity from this ridiculously positive. Be listen listening to Devotion Podcast. Rhys, you, you need to bring up the rear with some more positivity.
0: I might as well give you my highlights. I think I'd have to agree that it was, for me, it would be that goal. It was just, it had everything, didn't it? And it was, as, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, at that point, all the narrative was about, we've just got to do something to disrupt Stockport. I can't remember how many points ahead they were at the time, but it was significant. And, you know, that was the start of this great one we've been on, other than a couple of slip-ups, unfortunately. But we've certainly done better than Stockport over the last two months. So uh, that, that moment was just incredible. The, the, the entire goal was fantastic. And as you say, to see how invested Ryan was, was brilliant. Um, but shall we move on to predictions, Andy?
2: Let's. Oh, do you not want to know what my uh, moment was? No, I've was actually there? got a zero <laughs> interest in that at all. Uh, but you can give it to us anyway. Go on. Uh, very quickly, talky match. Seeing Ryan and Rob there. Great. You know, not, you know just, just to see them there and just to have that sort of, you know, crackle. And I think someone else said it earlier, just the crackle of the crowd and just just the sort of anticipation. Uh, but for me, I'm sorry, it's Dover. It's Dover because I wasn't even going to go up for that game, but I drove up on the Saturday morning on a whim and I saw probably the, it's It's one of those matches that transcends even Ryan and Rob that people were talking to me about that game. And it wasn't in the context of the Hollywood stars, it was in the context of you were 5-2 down with 20 minutes to go and you won 6-5. That's one of those games that that sets the agenda, whoever owns you and however well you're doing. Just one of those, I was there moments.
0: Yeah, fair enough. And I think if I was there, it would have been the same. But um, Andy, do you have the scores and the doors and the predictions?
2: Uh, yes. Um, right. Bit of a confession. We forgot to do Boreham Wood, but can I just say I would have gone for one each? So um, too, five points for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, going for Weymouth, everyone went for a win. No one went 6-1. That won't, that won't surprise you. Now, South End, me and you went one each, didn't we, uh, Reese. So we've lost a little bit of ground here. Everyone else went for a win, but no one got it spot on. So the scores on the doors are you last with 44 i've got a nice six point cushion with 50 then another six points to liam and tim is in the in the lead with 58 so we have stockport on sunday uh that's the hardest one isn't it <laughs> what yeah, i mean I can't be this ultra-positive during the pod and then go, yeah, I think Stockport are going to win 3-0. So I am going to go for a 3-1 victory.
3: Oh, I can, 3-1. Even,
2: I can even see them going ahead and then us just knowing that there's nothing else on this season other than going for that game and just having the minerals when we need them. Uh, Rhys, do you want to go next?
0: This game, I think it's more volatile than usual because of its must-win nature. I could, this game could end... Two 0 to them, in the same way that it was two 0 to us in the trophy. Um, because we'll be pushing. I, I, oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be positive. Why not? I'm gonna say we'll win two one. Tim,
1: I was gonna go for that conservative two nil. Um, you know what? We're due another avalanche of goals. Because we, Whoa. Whoa! We've not we've not, uh, we've not had that avalanche for a couple of games now, which isn't. Always. You're going to go eight nil. I'm going to go
0: four two, Raxon. A okay. That would be right. something. Crikey, Moses! Uh,
2: Liam, who is probably the most negative of us, has gone for a two one Stockport win. There you go. I'm, I'm I'm so looking forward to it. I'm coming up on Saturday um you know the fanzine is out let's mention that we're going to be hopefully hopefully selling four sides of the ground to come and see us we've been promised by the printers we'll have it by friday we'll let you know if that's not the case but i I'm, I'm, i'm quietly hopeful that we'll have the fanzine ready to go um for sale um before the match uh let's mention the fat boar again what a great establishment um Mega Great for all your pre and post-match meals. Issue, issue four,
1: it's a three quid this time. It's still 48 pages. It's still full colour. It's got loads of exclusive content. It's got Ollie Palm on the front as Russell Crowe and Gladiator. What more do you want? It's three quid and it's brilliant. Please buy it.
0: And on that yeah. note, goodbye and let's hope we'll be re- we'll be reconvening for a podcast immediately after the... Sorry if my cat's going to be sending your dog mad now, Tim, because we've... Uh, you might be able to hear the bell in the background. We've had to put a collar on uh, both of the cats because they're murdering too many animals and it's 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 taking a big toll on our collective mental health.
1: Are you generating uh, your story for your new job? Is that listening?
0: <laughs> no. Thank you and let's hope that we'll be reconvening on Sunday with the podcast, uh, which says that we're right back in it. We'll uh, speak to you soon. Oh, See
2: awesome. you. Bye-bye.